0: Welcome to the Health and Hustle Podcast, your go to place where we talk about holistic health, how to develop a positive mindset and become the best and healthiest version of yourself. Needing some inspiration today? Is your cup feeling a little bit empty? Or maybe you're feeling down on yourself and looking to be surrounded by a community that accepts you for who you are. You've come to the right place. I'm Jenna Trudeau and my purpose in life is to inspire women daily to take care of their health before they hustle. We wear so many hats as women and it's important to fill up our cup because we all know we cannot give from an empty cup. I'm a small town girl, a wife, mama of two girls, a leader and a huge advocate for health with an it's totally doable attitude. Let's get you on your way to becoming the best version of yourself possible. It's totally doable. Hello, hello, my health and hustle community, Jenna Trudeau, your guys' health and hustle expert coming on here on this Wednesday afternoon, a couple days before Christmas, speaking about self-awareness and mindfulness. I have a amazing individual that I am going to interview today. I'm so blessed that she is able to pop up here on this Wednesday, a couple days before Christmas, talking about mindfulness, being self-aware. She is a mindful yoga instructor here in Grand Prairie, doing some amazing things, has an incredible story that a lot of you guys could get a a ton of value from. And so I want to give a huge welcome to the Health and Hustle podcast. Welcome, Jen Edwards. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Oh, thank you for having me.
0: Hello. Thank you. So for those who don't know who you are in FY, we are live on, you know, the podcast. We're live on the health and hustle community. And we're also live on our Instagram here. Um, for those who are just watching or gonna watch this or listen to this in the future, uh, can you just tell everyone a little bit about Jen Edwards? And um for those that don't know yourself.
1: Um, well, I am a single mother of four amazing children. Um, they're quite older, which people sometimes expect me to have littles, but they're um, 20, 17, um, 15, and 12. So wow. they are older, but still it's a full, busy life. Yeah. Um, I am very, very passionate about the tools we can create in ourselves to find stability in our lives. Um, life has been quite challenging for me uh, as I've grown, and I, in my adult life, have learned all these tools that I wish so badly I had learned at a young age. And unfortunately, during our generation, that just was not taught. And Mm -hmm. that is what I really hope to bring to the world is awareness um, and the fact that life is really hard. So if we can just find tools to help us handle the hard times, I feel like it will make them a little bit easier instead of getting trapped and lost in the dark, hard times of our lives.
0: Absolutely. And so can you talk a little bit about like, what has your journey been? I mean, mom of four, which is crazy. I still have a hard time believing that, especially when I first saw you. I'm like, how have you had four babies? You look amazing. <laughs> um, but well, let's talk you. about what have been some of your life challenges that, you know, has made life challenging as we all do have challenges that come up in life.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, just growing as a human is hard. Mm -hmm. The first thing, um, trying to navigate life and where you fit in your family, where you fit in your friends, where you fit in life. And when I was 16, I was sexually assaulted by someone quite older than me that I trusted. And um, obviously that had a massive impact on my life. Mm -hmm. And within an instance, I feel like um, that moment just like turned on this light, which for some people it might turn off. And with yeah. a lot of help and a lot of counseling, it was not me and myself. It was my family and my friends. Pace um, here in the Grand Prairie community, I hold highly accountable for who I am today. And um, then through that, I had kids young, which is hard anyways. And yeah, as far as um, the relationship I was in, it was not the most um, healthy relationship a person would like to probably Be in but I was so grateful to be home with my children and then as I was sort of wrapping up the tail end of that um, mess I got diagnosed with um, stage 3b colon cancer which was just last year so it's so crazy to think last December at this point it was a month away from my big surgery and I was recovering still and I did six months of chemotherapy um, starting in January and ended in July Mm-hmm. So many times people are like, you did six months of chemo, my your hair never fell off. Yeah, I'm that's like, what I, I noticed. I
0: like you're, I'm I, like, you did chemo, I'm like, your
1: hair is gorgeous. Yeah, there's um <laughs> different cocktails, okay, they call them, which makes them sound glorious. But there's different cocktails of chemotherapy. And, yeah. um, you know, sometimes I have like, chemo guilt, I guess that I got, got to keep my hair. But obviously, if I was going to lose my hair in order to um, fight cancer I was very willing to do so but, totally but yeah so now I'm just recovering from chemo and trying to get back to life I didn't work for a year almost so mm-hmm. trying to recover and get back to life and again I feel like all my trials and tribulations pre-cancer um, allowed cancer to feel less much for me
0: mm-hmm. yeah Um, now before we kind of dive in to cancer, um, I just, I know you mentioned pace for people who don't know what pace is and know that, you know, it is, it is a, it is something that's out there that can help people. What is pace?
1: So Pace in Grand Prairie, and it has the Caribou Center in it as well, is um, the Trauma and Sexual Assault Center in our community. We're so lucky. There is actually not very many of them within Canada. Um, So anyone who has been through serious traumas, through grief and loss, um, they have counseling there that is available for free that can impact people. Um, The building of Pace, I always tell people, like, you can drive by Pace and have no idea what it is. But it's something that within a snap of your fingers, you or someone you very closely know might need their support. And they are healing our community all of the time, as mm-hmm. well as the Caribou Center that's inside of PACE as well. Um, they help support children who are going um, through legal issues. I mean, many other things, but they help prepare kids. They do... Um, reports there instead of going to take them to the rcmp building where it's very intimidating and scary the pace center is set up so beautifully for children to be able to go there and feel safe while they sadly have to you know divulge very hard things of their life so pace is a major um healing factor in our community that very that doesn't get enough awareness i personally don't think
0: yeah. And that's why I wanted to bring some awareness to it. Cause I had no idea when we were talking about it that we even had one. So it's good to know that now, um, obviously these two very challenging, you know, circumstances that happened within your life, what would you say, you know, what got you through, what gave you the the true strength to become who you are today and to show up and serve others?
1: Um, I feel like from a very young age, every time we had, um, uh, inspirational speakers come to the schools. And I was always just like, you know, sometimes sometimes not everybody, but the kids are just chatting and don't really care. But every time I'm just like, how do these people overcome these crazy things? And that was even pre any trauma I had had. I yeah. always just felt so connected to these people and mind blown by like resiliency and yes. empathy and compassion. Have I always, as I grew up, been empathetic and compassionate? I'm positive that I wasn't. And I'm sure sometimes till now I can struggle at times. But um don't we all. Yeah. And then I don't know. I just felt this connection after I was sexually assaulted. I just looked at people and I mm-hmm. felt, um, Everyone needed to be themselves and be vulnerable and, you know, like less dramatic and life is so hard and yet we make it so much more difficult by trying to add these stages and these steps of where we need to be and who we need to be and how we need to be. And I'm just like, oh, my heart's broken and my life's altered. And I just felt like no matter what people had been through, that everyone has that in some way or another. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I just feel really lucky to be drawn to, it's like I got a gift, like I don't, I don't mean I got gifted, but I just really feel like an urgency to help people feel like we're all in this
0: together. And so how do you do that through, through your work of practice and just showing up every day and serving? How do you, how do you share that with people and that Um, self-awareness and yeah.
1: As for immediately my family, um, sometimes I'm sure they, my kids in general, probably get very frustrated with me because I very much play the devil's advocate, not saying that um, people don't make poor choices and wrong choices, but it's like, what do you want to do with the choices other people make? Not Mm -hmm. those other people did that. And now I feel this way. I'm trying to teach my family, like those people did this, but this is you. Like you don't have to fully be impacted. Um, in a negative way or blame, or was it hurtful? Yes. Are your feelings hurt? Yes. But I really feel that at the end of the day, nobody wants to be bad and hurtful Mm -hmm. and the energy I want to spend in myself than expel being frustrated and blaming other people. So with my family, that's sort of the way I prefer to do it. And then, um, I work with young kids. I start with three years old. Um, the way up to adults. My kids classes are very focused on giving them tools and I really like talking to them and teaching them the science of our body, but not like school science, like actually neurologically, physiologically, how our breath can help, how our brains function, how the chemicals in our brains function. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I do really feel like it is something that blows my mind that isn't a part of life. Like why we don't know how our bodies work, even for me at this age, I learn stuff all the time, and my mind yeah. is blown. Yeah. So in those ways, I really just try and guide people, and then my adults that I work with, I really try. I do work one-on-one with people, um, adults, and I do lots of nervous system work, and you know, talking about neuroplasticity and all that good stuff but as far as my adult classes I am ready to show up to just help people soothe help their parasympathetic nervous systems come down um and that's how I hope to let people just feel like one like we're all one no matter if you like stubbed your toe or you have cancer maybe together they feel the same in your own body yeah and that's okay I find so many times even myself I um can sort of Toss to the side what I'm going through because, well, she's got it way worse, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. I and have to bring myself back totally. And as someone who, so you said you had colon cancer, right, at age 38 years old, which is yeah. abs, and you're healthy, right? You do yoga, yeah. you do those things, so you just never know what can happen. But now I'm sure being where you're at now, today, right, two or three years later, am I correct? Um, just one. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. No, not yeah, even two or
1: three. Not even. God. Yeah. It one, was like year my later. one year. One in year November. in November.
0: Right. Yeah. So one year later. Being where you are today, I know the, the impact that it had on you and your families one year ago and you having to call your family, right. And personally tell them and tell them it's going to be okay. You had to have that strength for them. Can you talk a little bit about that process, but then also just like, what does the word cancer mean to you now mean to you now for where you're at in life and just, you know, sharing that with others?
1: Yeah. So, um, it's so crazy because I remember driving away from the hospital And I mean, I don't even think people, I mean, maybe some people do, but I didn't stop and think, I wonder what it would ever be like if I got sat down in a doctor's office and told I had cancer, like who Mm -hmm. even, I mean, again, maybe there is some people that worry about that or think about that, but it was not even on my radar. Um, and given my symptoms, probably having colon cancer should have been high on my radar. Um, however, I remember driving away and just thinking to myself, um, And I remember saying to my partner, Cam, I was like, I, of course I have cancer and not in like a, not in a regretful way to myself, but like you can only live so highly stressed and busy and like highly aroused in your body with your regulatory system and your nervous system. Like your body is functioning with all those chemicals and chemistry and it's just unrealistic and it's not fair to our bodies. Um, So that's what I guess cancer is just like we need to, for me, and maybe other people don't think that, but I really do think I got cancer because of my life.
0: Yeah. And, and not when, and like,
1: Oh, cause of my life chose. Oh, sorry.
0: No, I was just going to say, and I mean, it's so, you know, there's so many talks sometimes it's like reduce your, you know, it's talked about a lot. Right. I know even yeah. for myself working with clients, it's like where are your stress levels from one to 10? Right. When people yeah. ask you your stress, sometimes it's just overlooked. It's like people just think, you know, I mean, in my, in my experience, right. It's just like, well, I'm, I'm an eight or a nine, but it's like sometimes we need to actually start managing that stress and like working on that right because we're if we're in that in that like fight or flight mode all the time like you said chemically it's doing a lot to the body so um and 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 so what would be like some of your you know recommendations to help people with stress or things that you did along your journey because you knew that you were diagnosed with cancer and you knew it had a lot to do with the
1: stress that you had in your life yeah so the first thing is like um, as I want to bring awareness to cancer, I've kind of struggled with this honestly mm-hmm. um, is because I don't want to scare people, but also totally. people should be scared. It's kind of how I feel like I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but it's just not an option to take care of your physical body. It will catch up to you in some way or another. Will it be cancer? Perhaps not, but it could be something else. Um, and like you were just talking about, It's not the fact of that people live highly stressed. It's that the saddest part to me is that not only are you living at like a nine, like you had said, your chemistry is actually getting used to a nine. So you Mm -hmm. can function so easily at a nine Mm
0: -hmm. and it
1: doesn't feel stressed. Maybe you feel busy and you feel full, but living at a nine and your body is so used to living at a nine is just, I mean, again, because I look at the body so different now, I'm just like, oh. Like it's so sad that our bodies get used to it, our our neurons are like the pathways in our brains get used to, and honestly, it does become an addiction. And um, even I'm seeing it in lots and lots of children. And Mm -hmm. again, I'm not trying to throw anyone out there, but it is like we are teaching our children to live off of that high, Mm -hmm. to want more, to need more, to be busy like a kid some kids can't even be still because their parents can't be still you know and it's just like that's so not good for our system so um obviously I try and rest right now I will not lie I am struggling quite hard at finding pace I would Mm -hmm. love I used to call it balance but I've given up some balance there's this, like, no balance
0: I don't know where balance is like
1: like who what? even was like we should live a balanced life because it's yeah. just unrealistic and it's like we're reaching for something that we can't even get
0: yeah and I think but when I, people talk about balance too sometimes it's like they're balanced that week and then the next week it's like okay we're really out of balance like the rhythm is really lost here so I
1: completely agree with you in that yeah it's yeah. like, sorry, excuse me. I'm, I'm looking for pace. Like, that's yeah. what I decided. That's like my word after my I cancer. Like I need mm-hmm. pace. I need downtime. I need to teach my <clears throat> own self still now. To downregulate, besides when I'm like, um, I'm gonna go meditate. Because honestly, like for people who are in my line of work or who really meditate a lot, is meditating good? Yes, it's good. But also, it's a very high coping tool that doesn't really like, sometimes it's an escaping tool at the same mm-hmm. time. Um, yeah. It's like finding the balance of just downtime and allowing your system to downregulate. But also, like I say, I am struggling right now because I have four children, all, you know, the weight of the weight of the world, you know, Mm -hmm. I have the house and Christmas and I am right now, honestly, struggling to find that balance. But I'm just like, I know that even though my mind really wants to take control and (laughs) spin off in stories and sometimes it's telling me like, I can't do this. I'm just going to throw my hands up and like, that is it guys. Like I have reached capacity. Have I reached capacity? Yes. I have reached capacity, yeah. but I also know constantly. I can use my breath every single minute of the day to help my system. So am mm-hmm. I still full? Am I still overwhelmed? 1000%. Am I still feeling a bit just like, oh, gosh, this is too much, 100%. But I know without a doubt that my breath can change the chemistry in my body mm-hmm. that can help soothe and bring that, like switch the chemicals, qu- switch the chemistry to allow my organs to rest, allow my heart to lower, allow my mm-hmm. physical body, my physiology to be more healing, even yeah. though my mind is going and going and going.
0: Yeah. Totally. And it's just being, it's just finding that place to be aware of that. Right. And sometimes we just get really caught off and we're not even aware of like what's going on. And I love that you just completely own that. You're like, I don't have it all going on. Like I struggle too. Right. Like we were literally just talking about this before we even started recording that it's like, you know, we, we, we feel like we got it going on, but we're also struggling and it's okay to just acknowledge that, but it's not okay to just stay there. You're being, you're aware of that, right? Some people I feel right. They struggle and then they just stay there. And then it's just like all these things that all these, you know, quote unquote excuses, or, you know, just sticking with that story of I'm struggling But I think, like, I love the term ADA. I don't know if you've ever heard it before. Um, So A stands for awareness, D stands for decision, and the other A stands for action. So becoming aware of like, oh, I'm struggling. Oh my gosh, why am I struggling, right? And becoming aware of why you're not breaking through of that struggle. And then the D stands for decision. So it's like, okay. I am deciding to prioritize things a little bit differently. I'm going to decide to maybe schedule meditation in there. Maybe not even schedule. Don't even use the word schedule. We just said yeah. rhythm, right? We're just gonna throw it in our yeah. paper, right? Because yeah. we're yeah. out we're of balance throw it in. in.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We're yeah. just gonna put it in there. We're gonna breathe in there. But you're making the decision to prioritize a little bit differently. Maybe saying no to certain things. Maybe not feeling like you have to get that gift for that kid because that mom got that gift. Cause then that causes more stress. You know what I mean? Like I feel yeah. like sometimes as moms, um, we just put so much guilt and stress. I do it all the time for myself. And then I have to like, I'm yeah aware, right? My mind's just going, I'm sure you can agree. And I'm sure other moms are saying that's just why I'm just saying this is like, our minds can go, but then it's like, okay, Jenna, hold on a second. Wait, why? Oh, you're aware of this. Okay. You don't need to keep up with that mom. You don't have to do this because of that. It's just like, you're aware of it. Now you're making the decision to prioritize it differently. And then you're taking action. So like your action could be meditating or your action could be going for a walk and getting a breath, a fresher breath air. It could be journaling. It's whatever it is to kind of help you get unstuck. But if we can't take that action, then sometimes we just like stay in that struggle. Right. And if we're not aware. Um, so yeah. And, and anything else, like I know today's topic is like, you know, how self-awareness and mindfulness can provide comfort, stability, and healing within a complicated world, especially, you know, leading up to Christmas. So yeah. my next question to you is, um, what does, you know, Jen's meditation practice look like? Like where <laughs> do you find that time? Um, and then I'll, I'll, I'll ask you the next question. Cause I got one that's coming in my mind. So we'll talk a little bit about that. I know. Meditation. And I
1: have one quick thing going back yeah. to people's, um, I will answer your, what's okay, go for it. Like. Let's do it. <laughs> um, So I know people are aware of this, but also it's so easy to slip into the back burner. Um, Mm -hmm. Our brains are like 1 million little plugins. Yeah. That's called neuroplasticity. And the sad thing about neuroplasticity is that once we have all these things plugged in, I'm not good enough. This is too much. I've had enough. I can't do that. I can't meditate. I can't take time. My schedule is too big. Like those negative things, connections are like a million times stronger than what it takes to like unplug from here and slowly slowly bring it to plug into a new neural pathway. Mm-hmm. but it's just consistency and consistency yeah. can be a struggle but I think if we can make it so much more simpler like you don't have to sit down and meditate for mm-hmm. 5, 10, 20 minutes. You can just like make it so simple. Like your, your beginning change can just be noticing, like just saying to yourself, I'm going to be aware, I'm going to be aware. And every time you notice yourself aware, the easier it's going to be to become aware. And then your next step can come. It doesn't need to be like, I'm overwhelmed. I can't do this. The victim mentality, which is hard to not be in. Sometimes I can't even get there. Um, But it's just like such tiny things. Just awareness, 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 yeah. like triggers, noticing when you're triggered. It's such simple things. And you don't even necessarily need to put a action plan into place right away. Yeah. Your action can, can be noticing. Totally. And, then that, and then that neural connection gets stronger of noticing. So then you can mm-hmm. go on to the next one. And Absolutely. then you can just like slowly build on these micro changes instead of like, it's New Year's Eve and I'm changing my life yeah I mean good for the people that can do that and stick with it but like I'm sorry sticking with it is not something humans not calling people out like the human nature is kind of hard to drastically um change but -hmm. then as for like I say micro micro changes um bringing awareness into the states of our body it's introspection the ability to um notice so it's actually kind of crazy when you think about it um and i don't think it's talked about very often is people with really high anxiety are often the most um they're the most introspective people. So they're the people that don't even know, they don't even know they have this talent and this magic, but they have the ability to sense the pace of their inner world. They have the ability to sense their heart, their stomach, their vagus nerve, like this nerve that goes into our bellies and our chests and can give us stomach aches and really cause us digestive issues. Um, so for all of you who are riddled with anxiety, you can look at it as a gift for this one simple moment, but it's like <laughs> the ability to um, notice if your heart's beating fast, mm-hmm. notice, notice how do I feel when I'm angry? Notice, like, like, And not how do I think, how do I feel? Like what mm-hmm. is my body doing? Because your body's reaction to an outer trigger is a chemical and honestly, that is all it is, which is so crazy when you think about it. Yeah, like something outside of my world just change the chemicals. And now watch out. I'm about to like table flip or do whatever's totally. your boat, but it's only just chemical and chemistry. So for me, what I think is so impactful, is just taking breath all the time, mm-hmm. like intentional breath. When you get in the car, maybe you're like, Oh, my God, I don't like going into the mall. I don't like going into the mall. I'm like, I need to like my kids know this. I'm like, I just need to breathe and like, take a second to like wow. prepare my inner world because my, like, I feel like I'm just like, I don't know. I'm getting hit by like everyone's energy. And yeah, I really need to make sure that my inner system is settled or I can't handle it. So I feel like um, my advice the simply is just having breath when you get in the car when you're making dinner, Mm -hmm. when you walk in the door, like you can just have a breath. You can have just two breaths. Um, Do I sit and meditate? Yes. Do I fall out of it in practice? 100%. Yeah. But for me, as soon as I fall out of the practice of meditating, I instantly notice it in my life. Totally. But it's like building those, sticking with those neuroplasticity, sticking with those neurons, helping them stay strong and connected. Mm -hmm. Um, The more you have breath, um the better it feels the quicker it kicks in the better you're like holy cow like one breath really did impact my body and whether you believe it or not it's science it's not it's not spiritual it's not like it is straight facts
0: yeah yeah and can you talk, I don't know, like how much you can talk a little bit about that, but because I know you've said that a lot before, right? It's the science of the breathing. So for those who are listening or even watching without a whiteboard in there, can you talk a little bit about that? Like what is the, the science behind it
1: that's really going to help them with their body? So um, the science is so I mean, I I don't even know the science and some of our bodies is magic. I'm just like, wow, this is just wild. But I mean, I think most people are aware that when you're stressed, you have like adrenaline and cortisol and like epinephrine running through your body, running through your veins, which affects your organs. It Mm -hmm. affects your blood flow. That's why Um, when you're stressed, the veins of your body, like get bigger, they expand. So, you know, your heart's beating faster and you can feel like pulsing in your body and, um, your blood is going to your limbs because we used to be cavemen. (laughs) We used to need survival of just, I got triggered by a stress response and as simple as Mm -hmm. it was, I got to run. So that still happens to us today. Um, The sad thing is, is that now we've evolved so much that the same reaction happens to us when, when it doesn't even need to be that extreme. I could have looked at a picture on social media, or someone said the wrong word, and that exact same trigger is happening in my body. Um, And then when we take breath in. Um, and make our parasympathetic nervous system kick in, the best way to do so is making sure that your exhales, so when you breathe in, making sure that no matter what the ratio is, your exhales are longer than your inhales, and that breath, like snap your fingers, changes the chemicals. It's like, does it need to slowly change I use this analogy, I should have got a water bottle or something. I use this analogy all of the time. And I do this with my kids in yoga to show them, but like a glass of clear water, pretending that the clear water is like epinephrine, ad- adrenaline, um, cortisol, and then we take a breath in. And then when we breathe out, we drop a liquid drop of color mm-hmm. into the glass of water. And yeah. like it's not, it, does it instantly mix up? Absolutely not. But that is exactly what's happening in our bodies. We're just bringing in serotonin and endorphins that are helping calm us, that are shrinking our blood vessels and allowing us to be at a more flow state and taking our body from so highly aroused to just regular.
0: Yeah. How beautiful, like to learn that at such a young age. That's why I love what you do is just teaching kids at such a young age and those visuals for them to see actually what's going on in the body when, when we, when we tell them or when we even breathe, right? That scientific behind it. Um, now I heard you say something and I mean, this happens to a lot of people and even, you know, yeah. moms are non-moms, men, women, all ages, right? Yeah. Social media is like a strong source days, right? Sometimes you can go on, you can play the comparison game. You can see something, something sets you off boom. Right. It's like maybe a minute before, you know, the kids walk in and your husband walks in, whatever, and you see something. And then it's just kind of like your stress levels are raised are up. So any yeah. advice to anyone that's listening that it's like, they notice that that's happening a lot. What can they do to kind of bring themselves back down so they can be with their family, be present and kind of just let that stressor, um, set
1: aside. Um, first off, it's just, again, teaching yourself to notice your triggers. Mm -hmm. And I am not saying I never get triggered. But when I do get triggered, I can take a step almost back from my triggers. It doesn't work all of the time no. But I feel like it is something I'm good at. Also, Um, just to throw myself right under the bus. Sometimes my ability to have awareness of my physical body allows me to detach so far emotionally from whatever is needing to be taken care of so um I will just disclaimer (laughs) but um yeah actually I am glad you brought this up because I wanted to talk about this breath because it's short and it's so impactful Mm -hmm. um it's called the physiological sigh and it is one that is like perfect it's for it's instant reaction it's um like real time people don't want to be like i'm triggered i'm gonna go take a five minute t- t- turn on a zen music and go just be peaceful before the kids are about to walk in and i have to make supper that is just unrealistic totally. for some people maybe it's realistic but um for the majority it's not Mm -hmm. so when we're triggered again you know there's like that quote like the mind can't heal the mind first off reminding people that like your thoughts one thousand percent like can't always help you but your Mm -hmm. body can help your mind so if you're spinning out a lot and you can't stop yourself from spinning out um if you change the chemistry of your body that chemistry will support the calming of your thoughts right um So the physiological sigh is basically, um, I'll show you in a second, I'll probably need to take some water because I'm just getting over laryngitis. Okay. But um, you breathe in fully and then you breathe in quick once more and then you breathe out. So it's same with the long exhales. But um, inside of our lungs, we have um, like, you know, those bazillions of balloons that you tie up to the So I don't know if maybe people know this, but in the event that you don't know this inside of our lungs, we have like 200 million tiny little like bazillions of balloons. Um, That that is what brings carbon dioxide and oxygen into our bodies. And sometimes when we're stressed out, our breath is shallow, Mm -hmm. making those a little bit full of carbon dioxide still. Okay, and then when we're in carbon dioxide, our blood isn't working properly. Our chemistry then is all messed up. Our thinking is like everything is off balance in our bodies. And
0: then mm-hmm. when you're
1: triggered, typically people like are shallow breathing. They're they're not like I'm so mad. I'm gonna breathe fully and intentionally <laughs> into my belly. Um, so what we do when we have two full inhales, it allows like um, we fill up fully. But even in yogic breathing, often in class, I know. That lots of people are breathing fully, but are they breathing to their full capacity? No. Totally. But when yeah. you think about it in this way, it makes you want to. So you inhale. And then when you're as full as you think you can, inhale again. And it just sort of like that last inhale, like wipes all that carbon dioxide out. And mm-hmm. then you slowly exhale Let out. So I'm going to take a drink of water well, and then we can do, do it, it
0: together. I'll do it with you. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so I'll show you first. Okay. You show so me you the well. ways. Let's see it. And then we can do it like, we'll just do it three times. Cause honestly, okay. it's such a reactive breath because it clears it yeah. out so fast and we don't very often clear our um, lungs out like that fast. Okay. So you just breathe out so big. Let's just, let's just say
0: quickly, if you guys are listening in the podcast, this video yeah. isn't in our health and hustle community. So if you're not in the health and hustle community, you got to get in the group. Um, if you're listening and you just like, want to do this with us, Jen's going to do it. And then we're going to do three together. So just stop where you're at and let's just try this together.
1: Yeah. So basically, um, obviously you sit so you can make space for breath in your body. We're just going to breathe in big, breathe in again and breathe out. Okay. Oh, I feel like it already. Like for me, yeah. cause I do it so often. It feels like yeah. it. So, good. Yeah. so okay, do you want to do it, do it two you. times, three times? How many times do you want to do it? Let's do it. Let's do it three times. <laughs> okay. I'll still okay. guide you. Okay. okay. We'll breathe in big. All right. Breathe in. Full and breathe out. Good job. Breathe in. Breathe in. Breathe out. And then one more. Breathe in. Breathe in. And breathe out. Wow. Can I do this Wait. all day? <laughs> I mean, you can. Wow. So, I actually have taught the physiological side to my kids' classes. Obviously, anything I talk about, I have, I always teach my younger kids. But the physiological side is the most, one of the most. Oh. Uh
0: oh. I lost you. I can't hear you now. What just happened? Oh.
1: There we go. Now try. Can you hear me? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Technical. One of my kids' iPad or iPad like, connected. That's what it phone. is. It's
0: all good, but wow, um, that's crazy. I already feel like my body feels different.
1: It it's, is. So yeah. one warning, I will tell you: if you're a person that tends to get lightheaded or something, mm-hmm. on like maybe sit down and do this breath. Um, mm-hmm. You can do it as many times as you want, but give yourself like twenty to thirty seconds because that's how long it will take for that whole process to like you out but it is wild and like if you think about your pulse and you just put your hand on your like, yeah. pulse like your pulse people are like oh is this is my pulse but like your pulse is blood pulsing totally. through your you're body right. yeah. and, and yeah. i don't think people think about it that often yeah you're right like, when you stop and think like wow that's not just a bump this is my heartbeat that's blood just like pumping and pumping and pumping and pumping yeah so that physiological sigh allows 20 to 30 seconds because blood does flow that fast through our bodies, which literally can help us so instantly. And it's so yeah. available without just being like, okay, cause sometimes I find people are so in their heads that even let's say doing four or six breathing, which is just inhaling to four and exhaling mm-hmm. to six, obviously it's very impactful. But this one, like you can, it's like you feel the surge of the difference in your body. Absolutely. And what's so crazy is you see often um, our bodies naturally were born with this breath um, to save us or to help regulate us. Mm -hmm. Um, Lots of kids do that breath when they're crying or kids or people. Like when you really, really cried. You know, they're like, wow, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. you're right. That's, that's the physiological <laughs> side kicking in because you're crying so hard that you're not getting enough oxygen and your body's trying to clear and bring in more oxygen into your body. So this a specific breath doesn't need to be taught to our neural pathways because yeah. it is there. It just needs to be put into practice and our bodies already know what to do with it.
0: Yeah. Now, one question before I ask you my favorite question that I love to ask everyone for those who have kids, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I've been really mindful about this because, you know, I've been, you know, as your mom, you're, you're learning, right? It, it's an experience. <laughs> oh, you're yeah. You make mistakes, you say something, and then you hear something, you're like, okay, I definitely shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that, right? We're learning yeah. to literally just like raise these children. And so um, you know, it's, it's, you know, like stop crying or like just breathe and whatever it's so overlooked for them. So how can, what's one tip? Cause I know that this <laughs> is like your expertise and we can yeah. talk, you know, more about the services that you have, but what's like one tip to a mom with their kids, like a little bit worked up. Um, what's, you know, a breathing technique, like how would you kind of say that to them with, without just being like, just breathe right? Like just breathe. It's going to be fine. Um, is there anything that you know, could be said for them to really resonate with?
1: Well, first off, um, I feel like oftentimes when kids first start in my classes, I'm like, have you ever been told to breathe when you're sad or when you're crying? And everyone's like, "Yes." Yeah. And then I said, do you know why you're supposed to do that? Nobody knows why. I don't even know if all adults know why they're telling their kid to breathe. Yeah, but like scientifically I think by teaching these kids what I teach them and I you know I've done it for so long and I do think it's impactful and I can sit there and my own mind is blown like I am just like like these kids it's because it feels good and they know that it feels good and they're young enough that they're less tainted by life and Um, they're so much more open to the sensation of their body and they have more awareness to the states of their body that we just aren't aware of. But I honestly would just urge parents to teach their children about their nervous system, Mm -hmm. because I also think it would help with anxiety. If kids understood that the shift from a trigger causes my heart to race and my tummy to hurt and my hands to get sweaty and tingles to go through my body like if you can show kids a nervous system and teach them um, that when i'm triggered it comes from my brain it comes down the center of my spine through my central nervous system and comes shoots all the way out through my whole entire body yes that's hard but i can help the signals i have the power in myself to change those signals mm-hmm. so I feel like when you can teach a kid why, like, why would a kid want to breathe if they don't even know why?
0: Yeah. Well, it just, it, don't... Make me, it makes me think about, you know, when kids are like, well, why this? And then, you know, for, for I've found with my littles, right. I'm like, well, yeah. just because, and there's like, well, why? And it's like, well, just because like, just stop asking. Right. I'm yeah. sure we've all done that and we've been One, there, yeah. but it's like, their curious. mind needs to know why. And so it's like, it's funny when you can actually take the time. It's not funny. It's just like, it's actually like, how their brains work it's it like when you actually take the time to just explain to them like this is why you know say this is why you know if a kid's like this is a conversation i have with my daughter a couple of weeks ago it's like well why can't we just stop and get lunch i'm like well because you know we don't, mommy doesn't really like to eat out all the time. Right. You, we could, sometimes we could just be triggered by like the kids saying why we like, just because like, just be quiet. We're going to go home and eat. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's like, I'm trying to become more aware. I'm like, Oh, that's a really good question. You know, Aria, um, we're not stopping to have lunch because we have food at home that's in the fridge. And you know what? Like, yeah, we can afford food, but it costs money. And I just, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to save money's really expensive or food's kind of expensive these days. And we just, we're just going to go home and have a healthy lunch, but thank you so much for asking. Right. But it's like when you can tell them, they're like, I anymore, they're like, okay, it's funny. So I love how you can just like explain to them why we tell them to breathe and how it's like very impactful for their little bodies. Yeah. And I
1: do use visuals, um, in my classes, mm-hmm. like usually it's a third, a third, and a third, mm-hmm. um, a third of it is talking about, you know, whatever my subject is, whether that's like self-love. And then even when I teach them about self-love, I don't just teach them love yourself because you'll feel better. I'm like, yeah. if you love yourself, you're releasing oxytocin and dopamine in your body, yeah. which helps yeah. your system. And That alone builds confidence, that alone Mm -hmm. builds tools um, to allow them agency, the ability to be like, wait, no, like, I am going to love myself because it feels good, not because the world Mm -hmm. just says love yourself, and you'll feel better, because that's too hard to grasp. Totally. Does it feel better to, you know, show up with grace and compassion to yourself 100% But you know what, Mm -hmm. like, there is a scientific reason why that that feels good. Not just because it feels good. so I really feel like um you know we talk about the practice and what sort of my theme of the day is and then we practice yoga we sorry we talk about it we do breath we practice yoga and at the end we always journal or do a worksheet or you know um I wish I had one of them just um last week's class I had them all draw their own nervous systems but as if it was a seed because it is um our nervous system is like a seed the brain is the seed and just like a plant it comes up down up but down through our spine just like a stem of a plant would, and -hmm. then it breaks off all through our bodies and like the ability for them to understand like the seed is our brain. The, th- the seed is triggers that get placed in our brains. I talk mm-hmm. about the movie Inside Out all of the time um, because I love that movie. And I think mm-hmm. actually it's so good to use that movie to help teach kids about their body. Um, yeah, But just having them like draw their nervous system. And I think mm-hmm. that all kids should know about their nervous system. I think it's a tool that is just yeah, well. it should be as simple as please and thank you i feel
0: and even as i mean for for us as adults you know if we um, don't know much about the nervous system. I hope, you know, this podcast today in, it inspired you guys to know a little bit more as to why we breathe and that you have that power that is within to just kind of take that step back and to become aware and to breathe, especially in the world that can be a little bit complicated at times. Now, my my last question for you, and I ask everyone that comes on to the podcast, um, how do you take care of your health before you hustle, Jen? Because, um, you know, that that's something that I'm all about, inspiring people to take care of their health before they hustle, um, rather than putting the hustle before the health.
1: Yeah. So again, I am struggling with the pace of that at Mm -hmm. the moment. Um, but I am very, very aware of it. And also I'm not willing to accept it. Like I am feeling dysregulated. I'm feeling frazzled. I'm feeling overwhelmed. And when that, when I hit this wall, which, you know, like life ebbs and flows, I've hit Mm -hmm. this wall before. I yeah. know and I trust myself that, like, I will – I need to change things. I need to bring more breath back into my body. Like, not – I breathe all the time to help my reg- <laughs> my regulation. Like, I feel like if people – I should one day try and count how many times I breathe yeah. to settle myself. Um, but I know I needed more – I need more stillness I, for myself to <clears throat> try and take care of me because my output is so – I have a lot of output and yeah. I am an introvert, but I'm also really, um, or sorry, I'm an extrovert, but I'm also quite introverted. I need a lot of quiet time. Wow. Um, so I like downtime a lot. I go to bed very, very early. Um, what time are we talking? I, like <laughs> people nine. are going to be, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I go into bed at nine. Do I always fall asleep right away? no. Um, I do have a lock on my social media so that helps me at least do my best because by the end of the day I've used up my time yeah um how do you put a lock
0: on your social media what
1: app was it it's not an app it's a setting on your phones it's under screen time okay So if you go under screen time you can put like an uh a time limit on your social media apps Mm. there you go there you go yeah I like to read. I love to read.
0: Yeah. What are the books that you're reading right now that you love?
1: Right now I'm reading, I feel like it's called Falling Apart. I, I can't actually remember what it's called. It's about like Buddhists. It's basically talking okay. about like when you fall to pieces, but you don't fall apart. And right. it's strongly based in like Buddha's story and like uh, the well, the um, like theories and whatnot in the Buddhist teaching. Like if I, if the whole world could read not, I'm saying you don't need to turn Buddhist. The outlook that they have is so rational. So I'm reading that I'm actually taking training right now. So a lot of my downtime has sort of been pulled away from books right now. Um, and I'm taking my training. So amazing.
0: Well, is there anything else that you'd love to just kind of say to some of the listeners that are Are listening that you just would love to send them off with maybe they're in an area where they're struggling or they've recently just been diagnosed with cancer or they're just in a part of their life that just feels really hard um any words of advice other than what you've already said today but just something to just leave them off
1: to end um our recording today um i just hope and would love to look and see people listening to their hearts like just listening to what they feel, listening to how they feel and allowing space for that. Because as often as people say, I'm too busy, I don't have time. I can't come to yoga. I can't do meditating. I don't have time for self-care, but I mean, I'm so sorry, but if you don't have time for self-care, like you're going to get it thrown the heck in your face, whether you like it at some point or not. So mm-hmm. just people really need to be aware of yeah, what, you know like the heart it knows like it just knows it it knows when you can get out of your head and into your heart you can be yeah. like oh this is who I want to be or mm-hmm. this is how I want to be or you know like it speaks like I wish we could just like live here and not so much here Up there. The and to not um have so much pressure on your thoughts like your thoughts aren't you don't we don't need to run away with every single thought that we have
0: yeah Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Jen, for being here. I could sit here and just hear you for like another hour or two. We're just going to have to do another um, (laughs) episode on the health and hustle podcast. Thank you so much for being here and just pouring into our community. Um, For those who want to go and connect with you on social media, um, learn a little bit more about your services and what you do, especially for kids, where can they find you?
1: Um, Well, they can find me on Facebook under Jen Edwards and Instagram. It's simply underscore dot Jen, as well as my um, company, which is, it's the small thing. Yes, Um, that's just dot C-A. It's the small things dot C-A.
0: Yes. And we totally didn't even like, this is like t- total, oh. like forgot about this, but like it's- she even has a book, you guys, for kids. And like, she's wrote a book. So you guys definitely have to go and check her out and see what she's done to serve others. So thank you so much for being here. Much thank appreciated. You
1: so much, everyone have a breath, have a physiological have a side to have end a of the day. Yeah. <laughs> have an amazing
0: holidays, be blessed and, um, and don't forget to take care of your health before you hustle. Rest. Rest, and rest. And breathe, rest, breathe, health before hustle, all linked together. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us in the Health and Hustle podcast today. Always remember to take care of your health before you hustle. It's totally doable. Like I always say, all advice that was shared is based on my personal experiences or those of the interviews that should be taken with a pinch of salt. I'm going to leave you guys with little affirmation to wrap up this podcast, because as I always share with my girls every single morning, positive affirmations are one of the best ways to start the day. Here's what we say. I am smart. I am strong. I am beautiful. I can do anything. And I love me. Make today amazing, you guys. Don't forget to join my Health and Hustle community and follow us on Instagram, Health and Hustle. See you next episode.